Welcome to We Hear Her. I'm Erin Trenbeth-Murray, and I'm here today with another amazing woman who is sharing her story and insights into life lessons learned. Hi there, I'm Erin Trenbeth-Murray, and thank you for joining us for the We Hear Her podcast with Women Who Succeed. I am here today with my old friend, Allison Dayton. I hate to say the word old, but I mean in tenure. We lived in the neighborhood together for quite a while and just recently reconnected. And Allison is doing some amazing advocacy work for the LGBTQ community. And we're excited to hear about that, um, some things that she's been growing in personally and why she chose to join Women Who Succeed. So let me jump in with a little bit on her bio. She lives with her husband, Ken, in Salt Lake and has three amazing grown children and a brand new son-in-law, which has got to be fun. I need to hear about having an in-law. Um, it's very exciting. Together with her family, she has a dog and eight chickens. Uh-huh. In her professional career, she was an account executive for numerous companies. And as her career progressed, she entered into the creative space, serving in executive roles for marketing and design. And I know that she is incredibly creative because one of those roles was a fantastic designer of jewelry, which everyone loved. Most recently, Allison centered her focus on the Utah community by founding the Lift and Love Foundation. Over the past three years, her dream expanded to a small team of four. Together, they work to develop programming that offers family support, group meetings, education, coaching, and resources. They have recently expanded their foundation to include an online platform and the Lift and Love podcast. So we will have to share podcasts. As a Women Who Succeed mentor, Allison looks forward to working with her mentees on advocacy, communication, adaptability, interpersonal skills, creativity, teamwork, and assertiveness. And just before we began this podcast, Allison and I were talking a little bit about having uncomfortable conversations, being direct and candid, and how important that skill is for everyone, but particularly for women as well. So Allison, thank you for being here today. I'm so excited. I'm excited to be here with you. Thanks. I would do anything with you. I appreciate that. And uh, I'm excited to talk about it uh, all the way we do, yeah. So all these exciting things that happen in life. Let me ask you first. I need to know where the jewelry, where, what happened? What happened to the jewelry? I love that so much. I know. It was such a good, it was some really fun. So I started, I was like, I'm going to do advertising. And it was really great for a little bit. And then the jewelry kind of just hit me. And I'd always been a collector of jewelry. Yeah. Since I was little, I'd always worn a ton of jewelry. Well, look at the fabulousness now. I still wear a lot of jewelry. And, um... So I started doing that and I did my own a company mm-hmm. for a long time, like 11 years. And then I got hired to create two different jewelry lines for two different companies. One was traditional, more like mine, and the other was with Three Form, which is created mm. out of, which was uh, designed or developed in Utah. It's an architectural uh-huh. material. And I did these uh, direct sales, like home party sales based companies. And I loved it, but um, my kids needed me at home. Mm-hmm. And um, after a while, I got sick of, at, at the end, I was uh, working with designers rather than just designing myself. But um, it, it just wasn't enough. It didn't feel like, it didn't feed Fulfilling. me. Fulfilling, yeah. yeah. And I love that, you know, you can call it. Yeah. You know, it's good to be able to say, yep, I'm gonna call it here. Yeah. It was a good ride. I loved it. I had so much fun with it. And now the new passion and desire is 
refocusing on my children who yeah who need me. Well, and I mean, I I say I called it. We say you know you call it, but I, I knew I needed something different. But it it was when the one of the companies got really hard to be with, and I think that's really hard too. Is to know to leave leaving a company's hard. Yeah, and it yeah. was kind of like this. It was sort of a confluence of things that helped me to leave, but. Um, it was hard, and mm. I spent, so I came home, I helped my kids, my two youngest were still in school, uh, one was in junior high and one was starting high school, and it was hard years for him. Mm. But it was also hard for me, because I'd left this, I was the jewelry designer, mm -hmm. and now, what am I? So I spent a couple of years being, like, trying to, like, really find value in what I was doing again, because I'd always worked, yep, yep. and I, you can always use that identity, but yeah. shifting into a new identity of mom, which I love, and it's always been super important, but it's also like interesting right. to shift into that new space and, and find the, all the fulfillment there. And well, I think that I took a similar break after I'd been yeah. CEO 23 years, and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm not sure who I am anymore. Right. Because in a professional setting, you're getting accolades, you're getting awards, you're getting yeah. recognitions, you're getting, you know, and then sales <laughs> are going up. Yeah. Things are great. There's things to measure. Yeah. But as a mother, I'm like, high Yay, school kids, the like, laundry. there's not a lot of measure they there. They did their laundry on their own. Right. Yay, it's a success. <laughs> yeah. Or you're like worried about the laundry. Right. When you didn't really have time to sort of focus on uh, that before, it's a it's a shift. It is. It's Are a, you from here originally? Uh, I was born in northern in, in Palo Alto, mm -hmm. uh, and then my family moved here when I was really little. So I've been here Grew forever. Up here yeah. forever. Where'd yeah. you go to high school? I went to East High School. Yeah. And uh, my kids went to East High, except for the the last one went uh, to Olympus. The last couple of the last year and a half, but yeah, my grandparents went to East High. My mom oh my went goodness. to East High. Yeah, that's some home growing yeah. there. Part of what I did when I had was with the kids. I was VTA president. You know, lots of, of East energy. High. Yeah, there were a couple of us. It was a big deal. Oh. But you know, it was the years when the pantry and the the clothing, the shower and the clothing and the laundry yeah, we got, got put those in. things going. A couple of uh, women had started the the um, the showers mm -hmm. and the the wash room before we got there. But we were able to put the rest of it together. So, so needed. And now you powerful. see the policy project that's yeah. trying to expand that model to yep. high schools for homeless teens yeah. all across well, And many the state. different high schools picked that up. Yeah. There were some amazing women involved. Um, and it wasn't, you know, maybe five years ago. So that was one of the things mm -hmm. we got to do. You know, I love that you shared that part because one of the things that we've talked about in Women Who Succeed is that we're talking about leadership and confidence with women, regardless if you are a stay-at-home mom, if right. you are a scientist, if you are a CEO. Where are you actively showing leadership? And I mean, there's a prime, there's always prime a place. example. Yeah, even if you have a small group of friends or like in your church community or in your, um, you know, in any community, it you can step up and make mm -hmm. things happen. Yeah. And you can kind of focus your the energies of whatever community into really good work. Yeah. But it, it does take a little, a little, a little effort. effort. Well, speaking of, yes. you decided that wasn't enough. I need to yeah. become the founder <laughs> of a foundation. Well, um, tell actually, me about that. As I was finishing my tenure as PTA co-PTA president, uh, my oldest brother, who was gay, mm -hmm. who uh, was 58, he took his own life right at the very last days of school that that year, and um, 
it so I know it was it was so hard and I loved this brother and anyway, it was it was really hard it was hard on all of us um, and I just realized then that I I was equipped because I had grown up with this brother and my parents were amazingly supportive um, of this brother and this son of theirs you know they they went through all the, you know, in the early 70s and 80s, they went through the, oh, he can, he can change and all mm -hmm. of the things. And then they realized, like, no, he, this is who he is. And um, for the time, they were kind of all in, mm -hmm. really supportive, really, um, really, like, they, ex his boyfriends came on family trips. They were part of, part of our family. But, so I realized I had this ability and this, um, this knowledge about uh, about gay people that mm -hmm. most people that I associate with didn't. So, um, and at the same time, I realized my own son was gay. I, I we we'd suspected for about two or three years before that, and then he came out to us a year later. His after, so a year out of high school. He came out the summer between high school and college. Okay, which um, was a good good time. I mean, he came out, he, he came to it himself. It took him a little while to come yeah. to it himself. Yeah. But, um, so I have this brother who I've lost, uh, and really lost to the sadness of not being accepted and not being accepted in the culture and in our religion, which mm -hmm. was, we're members of the LDS, the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, yeah. which is a conservative religion and has a really very um, particular uh, like doctrinal and policy issues that make it really hard to be LGBTQ in the church. Mm -hmm. We'll just call it the church for yeah, to, for sake so I don't of have to so like, spill out the words. Yes. But um, but my you, brother you, felt a, a deep loss leaving that as a young, like a twenty-five-year-old, and then here I have the son, and I what am I going to like? You know, mm -hmm. I don't want what happened to my brother to happen to anybody. I don't want anyone to feel that disconnected from their community. So I just felt really, really um, kind of called to to speak up. And I knew really quickly that it was the work of mothers to protect their children mm. in society and in, in, um, and, and especially in religious cultures, uh, conservative religious cultures. Sure, the mother, the mother bear, mm -hmm. regardless, hands down, this is your child. Yeah. And none of us in any regard as we watch our children grow and they don't get invited to a birthday party or they got left out of the soccer game and, oh, no. and then the worst pain the worst and even they're 15 or 16 years yeah. old or they're 18 you're you still get those little stabs oh, and totally. you want to make sure that they feel loved and respected and included at all times and that's what i yeah, hear you saying so you wanted important. to protect it that that belonging you know we're yeah. hardwired to belong to others to a community. I mean, in, in, you know, in prehistoric times, if you didn't belong, you got eaten or mm -hmm. you got, you, you died. I mean, it's hardwired in us to belong to the people around us and our cultures and those that we spend time with. Um, and we've got this disconnect where we have people who are, we don't bring in far enough to be safe. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, so I, I saw this space and I knew I knew I'd been given a gift growing up with this brother and even losing him mm -hmm. the way that I lost him, that we all lost him. 
um, I've been given a gift and knowledge that other people didn't have. So I, I started this little Instagram account. It was gonna be just like super inspirational. And then I realized that moms needed help and they were reaching out. So we started a mom group and podcasts. And, and then I realized that their kids needed help. So we started support, mm -hmm. like an online support, uh, not an online, but a Zoom support group. We have a therapist that works with the kids. Mm. If, all the way through up to the 30. foundation. Through the foundation. Uh -huh. And um, so we've got Zoom mom meetings. We've got Zoom mom meetings for LGBTQ kid, moms with LGBTQ kids. We've got Zoom me uh, meetings with moms with just trans or uh, non-binary uh -huh. children because that's an entirely different thing than yeah. LGBTQ. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, parents need to be really like on top of what's going on and the changes in laws and whatnot. So we've got a specific group for moms. Then we started the youth group, which is um, 12, 11 to eight, uh, 17. Mm -hmm. And we have a young adult group, which is 18 to 30. Oh my gosh. We have an adult group. We just started a trans, uh, like an identity group of adults who meet together and talk. A women's group, so women, um, whoever identifies as a woman and is in the LGBTQ community, I think we'll just start, uh, we're about to start a group for people who are in mixed marriages, meaning mm. mixed orientation marriages, means, uh, meaning a gay person married to a straight person, mm. because there are many, many people out there that, are, that identify in that group. Um, and we're working on Spanish language, so. Oh my gosh, I Allison. Know. It's crazy, I was just gonna do an Instagram account. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> it was just gonna be easy. There's nothing that you do that is small. No, and, and so it just kinda, just it just goes. in this group. Doing this space, so tell yeah. me, how do you have support staff? Do you, how, how are I you managing have this? one paid, we have a store which we pay the, uh, we pay the girls that do the packaging and shipping, and I have one, a social media manager, mm -hmm. who I pay. Um, everybody else is volunteer. Mm. As we move into Spanish, we'll need some funds, and uh, we'll need some help there, and I think if we grow much bigger, none of us take any money, um, but we'll need to get some more help, and more, like, skilled help. Right. It's just so big. You know, yeah, you can't, you helping. can't do it all. You yeah. can't do it all. So let's pause there and do a little commercial here because <laughs> yes. I am feeling compelled that we need Allison to share into that camera yes. where folks can go to donate, how she can talk with you if you're interested in sponsoring because this clearly is such a worthwhile, critical and necessary yeah. foundation for our community. And I just applaud her so much. Oh, but to share us what, how we in can. In this camera, let's in do the this right oh, here. this one, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, you and I have talked about this. It's really hard to raise funds uh, because within the, uh, when I'm doing work with families within the LGBTQ community who are also um, active or have been active but are still interested in the LDS church, so people from outside of the LDS church don't often want to donate because the work's done inside and people inside are uncomfortable. Although hopefully with the new um, law passed mm. for respective marriage, we'll, we'll get more support from inside. But we're in a weird space because we do this work inside because there are so many people inside mm -hmm. of the church who need this support like my brother did and like my son. 
Um, but we have a hard time. So uh, if anyone is interested, we I would love you to reach out to Allison at liftandlove.org. You can um, donate online. We run bare bones. There's no money going to office space or any of it. It's all to um, therapy, to support groups, to um, it'll, Spanish language will be next, to meetings. We, we help support the BYU. So no BYU schools or church-owned schools um, have LGBTQ programs. Mm -hmm. So they're all done by the kids who have the gumption to start one around or to uh, run them. So we help support their programs. Mm -hmm because that's such a critical time, college. Yeah. Um, anyway, we would love any help, um, any, like if you are interested in helping both physically and um, financially, we would love your help. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Well, good. Thanks You're for letting me do Of that. course, of course. Tell me, how has your son responded to your advocacy work? What's that been like for him to be in that space that, He's an adult, he's a young adult now, yeah, and he 23. has a mom who is active in her faith mm -hmm. and is advocating for him. And I'm just curious, like, what does that look like, the relationship with you and him? You know, that is the other part. Not all, not all moms could do this, mm -hmm. and not all children would be happy with their moms doing this. Yeah. And Jake is, um, he's just kind of an amazing kid. He's proud of me. Mm. He's glad that I'm doing it. He doesn't want to do it at all. He doesn't, like, he's 23. Yeah. He graduates from, he's actually going, finished up at BYU, getting ready to go on to grad school, and um, he is not as interested in the church yeah. as he used to be. Yeah. He just doesn't see a way forward, which uh, makes good sense yeah. for, um, for him, at least at this time. But he's proud of he's proud of me. He's glad to have a mom who supports. And you know, sometimes I'm like, wow, our story's like really out there. That's got to be hard on a 23 year old. But he's just really he's good with it. He knows he knows he's um, blessed with really supportive parents and family. And he, I think he has had enough experience to know that most people aren't. So. Yeah. He's well, good. he's very lucky. He's, he's very, oh, very lucky well, to have you. He's darling and happy and really healthy, which is the thing that was so hard for me. I saw this brother who was not healthy. Um, he went through some really horrible things, and um, his life wasn't great. And to, to think, oh, this is going to be my son, it was so painful for me. Until one day I realized, like, my son's life isn't going to look like that. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, he's going to have a great life, and he's going to, be healthy and happy and in love and mm -hmm. included you know, included and his life is going to be so much better mm. and that was the piece that I got over this sadness of yeah. like I don't want this to happen again and you know and uh, opinions are moving quickly even within conservative religions people people are starting to know enough like, you know my son, mm -hmm. you just know what, how much goodness there is there. Mm -hmm. So it shifts the way people see, you know, we used to, in the, in the day, we used to see only gay men, they were older, and they're, mm -hmm. we would only see them if their lives were like crazy mm -hmm. in, in public. And you know, you and I grew up in times of AIDS and all, yeah, yeah, all of that. For sure. So we used to have this view of it, but really now when you see these children coming out who are 10, 11, 12, 13, when they really understand, you know, they come mm -hmm. to their own sexuality and they are like, mom and dad, 
by the way. By the way. Um, we see it just so differently. And now the parent, the moms aren't like horrified, oh my gosh, I have a gay son, I don't, yeah. I'm not gonna talk about it. But they're like, I have a gay son or a trans child mm -hmm. and I'm gonna protect this, you know, daughter, son, um, child. Yeah. And so we're really in a different, kind of in a different universe than when you and I grew up. I know, it sounds like we were like 100 years ago, it, but it, it, it feels, like feels like it, it does, when you look it really it does. With all of your energy and effort with that in your busy life, what compelled you then to join Women Who Succeed when you already have so much on your plate? It was weird. It was, it was a, weird. It was a weird, <laughs> like it was, because I really, I, in fact, I, until we hired a social media manager, until we got donations to hire <laughs> a social media man manager, I was drowning. And drowning in like people's pain too. Not yeah. even, I mean, the work's easy for me. I can work yeah. like a dog, right? You know how, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um, I, I don't, I, I started, uh, Kristen Andrus invited mm -hmm. me and Emily invited me to one of their events. I saw you there yep. and it just felt right. Like being with women has always revitalized and energized me. Women, women who are successful and do things just make me like so hopeful. Mm. And all along on this, like I said, I knew right away it was the women, it was the mothers, and it's women who will take care of these children. Yeah. And this is an extension, of, an extension. Women who succeed is an extension of that energy and like what I wouldn't have given for a woman to like take me under her wings mm -hmm. at, when I was young. My mom didn't work. Mm -hmm. um, most of my friends' moms didn't work. So to be a working woman, we were on that saddle where those the women yeah. all yeah. stayed home and now, you know, yeah. um, and I loved working. And now I can kind of talk to these, I've got these two cute uh, mentees, mentees and they are going for it and they're doing things. I mean, their resumes are amazing. Where at that age, mine was nothing. Oh yeah, we've talked. I've talked about that with some of the other ladies. We're like, yeah, I worked at the snow shack, stocking <laughs> feet. I sold socks. I painted yeah. things at the dotted line. You know, yeah. I mean, nothing. Yeah, nothing to prepare me. I had no resume. No. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing important. And and they're just they're so ahead of us. I love it. I've learned a lot from them. Well, that's the beauty of it. Well, I'm so grateful that you could be here thank today you with us. You can me, and clear... thank you for doing this. Oh, it's my it's, it's truly so my pleasure. Awesome. It's truly my pleasure. And you can clearly see from Allison <laughs> talk about wow, gumption and a force. I mean, a true force, an advocate, a passionate mother who wants things to be good and right yeah. for all kids. And um, I'm really hopeful that you all look up Lift and Love. And we're really grateful that Allison is a part of Women Who Succeed. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for having this organization. I mean, what power we bring to young women. Yeah. They don't have to go through the stuff hopefully. that we did. Oh, right. hopefully, and they yeah. can learn to stand on their own because that's what it takes. You have to learn to be good with yourself before exactly. you can make change. Exactly. Yeah. So thank well, you. thank you again for the being with us with the We Hear Her podcast with Women Who Succeed. I'm Erin Trenbeth-Murray, and we will see you next time. Thank you for taking the time to hear her. Join our efforts and learn more about Women Who Succeed at womenwhosucceed.org. A big thank you to our sponsor, the Clark and Christine Ivory Foundation.